0: connect card today. It's really just our way to connect with one another, and if you're a guest with us today, nobody's going to show up at your house. We just want to send you a little, uh, a little thank you for being here. Um, it's just been a fun and exciting. I told you to uh, bring tissue today. I hope you did that. There's some tissues located, I think, underneath some of your uh, seats on the row there. Uh, you never know what a difference uh, a simple invitation will make. Uh, in somebody's life. Uh, Today, we're wrapping up the series that we've been in now for over a month, uh, The Story of My Life. Uh, I hope that it's been a a powerful, uh, moving series for you. It has been uh, for us. The the idea behind the whole series simply is that Jesus is the one who changes lives. Jesus changes lives. And that's why each week we've shown uh, a video testimony of a real everyday people from our church, people just like you, just like me, who have met Jesus and he has radically uh, turned their life upside down forever. Uh, the truth is that's normal here at Coastal. Uh, that, that's a part of what happens all the time uh, here at Coastal. People come to know him and their lives get changed and then they share that with other people. But I think it's important that you see that and that you hear that, and that we get to experience that together. Uh, In fact, even after the series is over, uh, we're going to try to keep showing uh, a video testimony at least once a month. And of course, you can always go back and uh, check it out on our new app uh, from your mobile device uh, or from our website as well, uh, and then share that with other people. Now, while we believe that it's true that Jesus does change lives, um, he doesn't force himself on anybody. You know, he doesn't. You're not a robot, you've got free will, you have the ability to to make choices, but we've got to cooperate with him. And so we've got some decisions to make along the process. And so each week of the series, that's what we've done. We've talked about some of the decisions that we need to make to allow Jesus to be the author of our story, to kind of rewrite, re-write our life story. Now, uh, we've said this every week now, this entire series. You ought to have a couple of these things uh, memorized. So you knew it was coming. I want you to help me to impress all of our guests. Go ahead and put it up on the screen. The next fill in the blank, you ought to know this. Let's all say it out loud together. The decisions that you make today determine in the stories that you're going to tell tomorrow. Uh, we all have a story to tell, right? Everybody does. At some point in your life, five years from now, ten years from now, you're going to look back and tell the story of your life about this chapter, this part of your life. And uh, we can't change our past, but we can change our future uh, by the decisions that we make. God can help you to rewrite your story. If you're not dead, God's not done with you. And by the way, you're not here by accident today. God's drawing you to himself. You're not here just because you Googled us and you found us online. You're not here just because a friend invited you. You're here because the creator of the universe wanted you here. And you've come and he's speaking to you today. Now, how do we live that story worth telling? Well, part of the answer we believe is found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, kind of the uh, key verse for this entire series. Again, you ought to have this memorized. Put it up on the screen. Let's say it out loud together. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Very good. Let's talk about some of the decisions that we've been making during this series. Week one, help me out. I decided to, anybody remember? Start. We talked about starting. Remember one discipline, one habit that you could put into your life and, uh, and it would help you tell the story that God wants you to tell. Week number two, I decided to stop. stop. We've all got behaviors. In fact, later on in Hebrews, it talks about uh, removing the things from us that hinder us, the sin that so easily entangles. And uh, we've got some things in our life maybe that we need to stop that, that's hindering our story. Week number three, I decided to stay when it would be easier to go. Because so often we quit on something. We throw in the towel when God would, would want us to hang in there, to not give up. Maybe in the past you've quit on God. You know, maybe like Jennifer, it's not necessarily you didn't you know decide not to believe in Him, but you didn't really think about it. You know, it really wasn't a part of your life. But maybe uh, maybe at some point in your life you quit on a dream, or you quit on a friendship or a relationship or a marriage. And so we talked about not giving up when it would be easier to throw in the towel. Last week, week four, I decided to go, when it would be easier to stay. I know that sounds a little contradictory, but what we really talked about is that there are times in our lives, in our journey, when God is wanting you to step out in faith, when he's wanting you to go out on that limb and take a risk and do something great in the kingdom. Now, today, we're going to talk about, I decided to put it up there get baptized very good get baptized i'm pumped up about today and it's not just because i get to wear shorts to church when it's, when it's cold outside i know some of you think you've seen the light today my, my the, 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 the white of my legs the white of my forehead i actually had somebody in the first service who works at a salon said pastor chris you can come get a spray tan i'm like wow <laughs> Wow. You know, my fear, though, is I'd look like an orange Oompa Loompa. I just don't know that that would be attractive. So anyway, uh, but for many of you, this is your next spiritual step. You know, you've already become a believer. You're a follower of Jesus. And now, one of the things that Jesus asked us to do, in fact, he set the example for us by getting baptized himself. And he says that one of the things that he asked us to do, one of the initial things that we do as a follower of Jesus to proclaim to the world, to go public with our faith, uh, is to get baptized. Now, baptism is a symbol. In and of itself, it doesn't save you. Uh, you know, if, if you get baptized and you've not yet followed Jesus, you're just getting wet, okay? That's all that is. Now, for believers, though, it represents the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ. It symbolizes a new beginning. It symbolizes a, a, a new birth, a fresh start. Uh, this one small decision to go public with your faith, it has the potential to help change the story that you're going to tell for the rest of your life. And so today, what I'm going to do very briefly is the same thing that we've done each week of the series and what we do regularly here at Coastal, and that is talk about God's Word. I want to give you an example of a man from the Bible who also made the same decision today. He made the decision to get baptized. And hopefully for those of you who have already gotten baptized, it will do nothing more than to you know, give you a sense of joy and excitement as you remember the day that you got baptized. Uh, for those of you who are getting baptized, it's our prayer. This is going to be one of the most spiritually profound days of your life. But I also believe this, there are those of you here today who are, who are followers of Christ and uh, today is the Lord's going to be speaking to you and you're going to come to the decision, you know, what am I waiting on? You know, I might not have signed up to do it, but I'm ready. You know, God's people are here, I'm here, water is here, and you're going to get baptized. Follow along as I read uh, from Acts chapter 8, it's on your outline, it'll be on the screen. And by the way, this is what God's Word says about baptism. You know, what I'm talking about today, who cares what Pastor Chris thinks? Who cares what, you know, maybe you were told growing up? Who cares what even your family has said, a denomination has said? What really matters is what God's Word says. God's word is the last word in every matter. So here's what it says Now an angel of the lord said to philip go south to the road the desert road that goes down from jerusalem to gaza Now what we need to know right here first of all that philip is a very influential man. He's an evangelist He's been casting out demons. He's been healing the sick and then an angel of the lord comes to him and redirects his path Now let me ask you a question right here Has there ever been a time in your life when you felt like you were going in one direction and then all of a sudden God led you in another direction? My guess is that for those of you who are on a spiritual journey and you've been taking next steps, that you would agree with that. There's been a time where maybe an angel of the Lord didn't come to you, but you could really sense either from just the Holy Spirit or from God's Word that God was speaking to you and asking you to do something that really might have made no sense at the time but it was clear and unmistakable that he was leading you to do it. Well, that's what happened with Philip, although his is a little more miraculous. He has uh, an encounter with an angel, and he's given a very simple instruction. But I think there's a really important principle here. Sometimes the most profound thing, the deepest thing, is actually the simplest. Have you figured that out in life? You know, sometimes I think as Christians we, we think that deep, and, uh, you know, that that really means, you know, complicated. And, uh, and, and that shallow or that simple means shallow. But sometimes I think the simplest commands and the simplest acts of obedience really can have the deepest meaning. In fact, sometimes I think people, you know, people crack me up. They come to church and are like, man, I just want, you know, I just want deep teaching. I want Pastor Chris just to go deeper. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes what some people mean by that, you know what I think they mean by that? I just want Pastor Chris to confuse the heck out of me so that, you know, on Monday morning, I don't have to do anything about it. You know, I just want him to talk in deep terms and, 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 and you know, and quote some Greek to me and some Hebrew and, and, uh, and go really deep into the Word because they want to walk out here on Monday and not have to change their life. And so sometimes I think the, the simplest commands and the simplest instructions have the deepest impact and the most meaning. So here in Acts chapter 8, we got a man who obeys a very simple uh, instruction and it has a huge ripple effect. Verse 27. So uh, he started out and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch. Now, If you want some painful reading, go Google uh, eunuch and read that on your own. Make sure you clear your history, though, after you've done that. Um, But it goes on to describe him as an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot, and uh, he was reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Again, very simple instruction, very deep impact nothing complicated here at at this point. And again, the deepest thing that we can do many times is just act on what God has already told us to do. You know, sometimes I wonder how many many of us as Christians want God to speak about all the details of our life. You know, I, I hear that all the time. You know, Pastor Chris, you know, should I marry him or should I marry her or should I date him or should we buy this house or should I take this job? and they want all the paint-by-number you know, details of God's will, but they won't, already, they won't obey what God has already said in His Word. You know, again, sometimes I think we want the revealed will of God, but we won't obey his, you know, what, what He's already said. You know, we, won't, we won't do what He's already told us to do. Start with what you already know. So it says, then the Bible says something very interesting in verse 30. Listen to this. Then Philip ran to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Man, I like that. I like that about about Philip, that he actually ran to obey God. So many times, you know what I think we do? We kind of limp to obey God. We kind of, you know, we we get dragged to obey God, kicking and screaming sometimes. And I'm wondering this morning, those of you who might be here today, who are, maybe the Lord is kind of nudging you to get baptized. I wonder if you'll run to obey God. If you'll run to follow what he has said. Maybe you've not even planned to do it today. But now you understand it's a command of Christ. And when he's what he says to do, you, you do. In fact, some of you say, Yeah, but Pastor Chris, I didn't bring a change of clothes. Guess what? We have shorts and t shirts for you. In fact, we're gonna lock the doors. Nobody's getting out of here until no, just play Let's continue. He says, Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, Unless someone explains it to me. And so he invited Philip to come up with him and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. And by the way, it's from Isaiah 53. It says, he, and he's talking about Jesus. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before the shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And then the eunuch asked Philip, hey, tell me, Who is this prophet talking about, himself or someone else? And then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture, and he told him all about the what? The good news about Jesus. He shared the gospel. He talked about Jesus. Man, that's what the Bible is all about. The Bible is about Jesus. He is the hero of every battle. He's the key figure in every plot. And by the way, that's what this church is about. You know, sometimes churches make it so complicated. Guys, we're about Jesus here. We exist to share and experience the life, the life of Christ with the world around us. And we will do anything short of sin to see people come to know him. We'll even deliver coffee and donuts to an elementary school just to see people come to know Christ. But our job is to point people to him, not to me, not to the band, not to a a person, but to Jesus. And so Philip explains the gospel, and this man, this Ethiopian eunuch, places his faith in Christ, just like so many of you have done. And then it says this. Verse 36, as they traveled along the road, they came to some what? Some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized. And by the way, every example of baptism in, in the Bible, period, every example, is through immersion is actually going into the water and people being completely baptized and buried with Christ in baptism, raised to life in the newness of life. Uh, That's why we baptize by immersion, plain and simple. It's what Jesus did, it's what they did in the Bible, and so we're going to follow suit. And every baptism, by the way, followed someone placing their faith in Christ. So it says... When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. So here's what I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to turn that question around and ask you today, hey, everybody, look, here's what? Water. Water. Why not get baptized? What's stopping you from getting baptized? We got a great celebration plan today. Uh, in fact, I wish I, I actually thought about next time we have baptism, we're going to have party favors and little noisemakers and all of that. Uh, because here at Bab- when we baptize people at Coastal, it really is a huge party. And the reason is because in Scripture, in Luke chapter 15, uh, three different times it says, when that which was lost was found, all the angels in heaven rejoice. And if they're throwing a big party in heaven, I think we ought to do the same here on the earth at Coastal. So I'm going to ask if Scott would go ahead and make his way into the baptistry. And um, we have a group of young men that are getting baptized first. And I'm excited about this because it's all about what's happening uh, through student ministry. But let me say this. If you're here today and you'd like to participate in baptism, that you'd like to get baptized today, what are you waiting on? We have shorts, we have towels, we have t-shirts, something for you to change in afterwards. If you want to, you can just come on up and uh, sit here on the front row, or just come stand off to the side, and we would love for you to join us this morning. Well, I'm going to turn things over to Scott. All right, well, the first person
1: I'm going to ask come up is Zach Ford, and uh, Zach is a seventh grader. He's been in our student ministry now. This is his second year in student ministry, and very cool kind of a situation and story and how this is all linked uh, through this this series. If you remember about four weeks ago, uh, we heard the testimony from Greg and Christy and uh, through the video and just getting to hear their story and how Christy uh, shared with, she began to think um, when she thought just it was the end and she began to think about her her mom and and her husband and ultimately her kids. And to think that the decision that she made uh, to continue on and to see and to raise up this family is a reason that this guy right here is is here uh so very cool situation very cool story uh zach turned his life over to christ just a few months ago and uh so we're here today uh just to see him uh profess that in baptism so zach based upon your public profession of faith in jesus christ as your personal lord and savior i now baptize you my brother in the name of the father son and the holy spirit buried with christ in baptism grace walk and newness Our next student is Gavin, and Gavin is also a seventh grader. Good friends with Zach, uh, so they're in here doing this together. Uh, Gavin's family here, I know, is here—Chris uh, and Heather—and I know that they're excited about this. Uh, Gavin gave his life to Christ a while back and is now going to profess that uh, through baptism. So, Gavin, based upon your public profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Holy Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism. To walk, the to walk. Our next student is Cooper, Cooper Jenkins. Uh, Cooper is a ninth grader. Cooper, I've had the pleasure of getting to know Cooper over the last couple years. Uh, just getting to see him grow uh, spiritually has just been an awesome uh, time over these last uh, few years I've had uh, to get to know him. So he has turned his life over to Christ, and he wants to profess that uh, through baptism here today. So... Cooper, based upon your public profession of faith uh, in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism, praise the Lord. Next, we have Joey Broach. Uh, Joey is a junior. Uh, just been great getting to know Joey over the last couple of years. Uh, Hanging out at camp and stuff like that's been most fun, I believe, uh, we've had together. Uh, But Joey uh, has professed his faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, This guy I know is growing spiritually. It's just been awesome. He sends me text messages like all the time, like, what's this mean? Why does the Bible say this? All that kind of stuff. So I know he is growing uh, in his faith, and he's here today just to profess that through baptism. Joey, based upon your public profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And
0: <laughs> now I'm going to baptize Scott. <laughs> uh, everybody, this is Robbie. Say, hey Robbie. Coming to Coastal? Uh, five weeks. Five weeks. All right. What uh, how did you originally hear about Coastal Community Church? That uh there go. I looked
1: it up online and uh, the next day we got a flyer.
0: Alright, very good. So. Very good. That was that was yeah. the Lord's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. <laughs> that was good. Um, anything you'd like to share this morning or say?
1: Uh I just uh I'm just excited. Yeah. I, um just uh what he's Done for uh, me and my family for the past couple of weeks. Uh, um, just uh, what he's going to do for us in the future. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a, a hard uh, past couple of years and stuff. And just uh, I've been really comfortable, uh, playing it safe, just uh, sitting back and just uh, watching and just uh, just watching how. Uh, I'm just letting me and my, it, me and my family just it, it was falling apart just the way I was just handling things and just now just handing it over to God. and uh, Time to write a new story. Yeah, time to write a new story. Amen. Very good.
0: And Robbie, what's your last name? Yeah, uh, close. <clears throat> Robbie, because you have personally given your life to Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord today in front of your friends and your family I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. What's your, name? What's your name? I bear you with Christ in baptism, and raise you to water. In the of hey, by the way, here's water. What are you waiting on? Some of you, come on. we got a few more, but we'd love to love for to, uh, somebody else to join us. This morning. Everybody, this is Rick. Everybody say, hey, Rick. Very good. Hello. <laughs> Rick, how about you? How'd you come to Coastal for the first time? Uh,
1: my girlfriend, as a matter of fact, uh, right after July 4th, we came to the big tent, and yeah. that was the day that my life started getting better, yeah, very and good. I'm just so happy and thankful. Yeah.
0: Well, we are too. We're glad that you're here. Um, Rick, because you have personally given your life to Jesus, as your Savior and your Lord, today in front of your friends and family, I have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I bury you with Christ in baptism, and I raise you to walk in the name of Everybody, this is Carter. Everybody, say, "Hey, Carter." Carter's getting ready to go into student ministry, and uh, and he's jacked and excited about going to student ministry. He's been uh, uh, obviously he's the son of the Bloom and Stocks, and what a what a great story they have! What an influence and impact uh, their family. You saw one of their testimonies. Really, it was the testimony of their their daughter. You know, her life being changed by Jesus, and inviting a friend who invited her parents and. Anyway, just a, a great story, and Carter uh, is a part of that. And uh, Carter has given his life to Jesus, and today he's got his family here, uh, his coastal family, a lot of friends. And uh, Carter, is there anything you'd like to say today? They told me you had a, they told me you had a speech prepared. Is that? Are you ready? I'm just playing. Carter, hold my hand. Carter, today, um, because you have personally accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, I have the great privilege of baptizing you in front of your friends and your family. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. I bury you with Christ in baptism, and I raise you to walk in the name of Jesus. Congratulations. Is there anybody else? Maybe, maybe you signed up. Yes, somebody, somebody's pointing. Okay, there are some people that are that are getting situated, okay. Um, you pop your head back there and see if they're ready. Ready? are ready? All right, okay. Okay, um, well, we don't want to... Um, Eve, can you do me a favor? Can you just go through those double doors and see if we're somebody else, if we're waiting on someone else? Okay, so while we're waiting, <laughs> is there anybody else uh, who's... Uh, you know, again, you've already given your life to Christ. Uh, maybe baptism was something that was done to you uh, as a child, but you, um, you didn't personally experience it. In other words, it wasn't a decision. We have two more. Have two more. Okay, that's great. That's great. And they're coming through where? Who knows? They're, they're changing. They're awesome. Very good. Um, or if you'd like to get baptized now in your clothes, um, you, can, uh, we, you can change later uh, into uh, shorts and a t-shirt, which by the way, I'm very thankful today. I've got uh, three different coastal t-shirts to wear all day today. But uh, I do want to, hey, uh, the one that I'm wearing now says all in. I know in your bulletin on uh, November the 8th, we're having an all in. Information meeting, pizza party, and uh, maybe you're new to Coastal, you've been coming for a little bit, and you've you've seen maybe people wear the shirt, you've heard us talk about All In. What it is is a giving campaign that we started this past year, almost a year ago now, um, because we're getting ready to build a new building here on our campus. And if you'd like to learn more about that, if you've not yet participated in that, we would love for you to come to that meeting on the 8th. Awesome. And this is Sophia. Come on in, Sophia. See, we, got, we match. We called each other. We match. <laughs> very good. That's, uh, Sophia, um, how long have you been coming to Coastal?
1: Um, a month.
0: About a month. Okay, great. How did you first hear about our church? Um, through a friend. Through a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, His very co-worker. good. <laughs> What's that? His co worker. Okay, very good. Anybody we know? Don Gregory. John Gregory. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Somebody invited somebody that came to Coastal, came to Christ, and now they're here uh, to get baptized. Sophia, anything you'd like to say or share? Um, you don't have to. Thank but. you. <laughs> Thank you. We're glad that you're here. Glad that you're going all in. Very good. Uh, Sophia, because you have personally accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord today in front of your friends and family, I have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I bear you with Christ in baptism. Stephen, right? Yes, sir. Come on in. So, Stephen, you were invited by John Gregory? Yes, sir. John, are you in here this morning? Where's John? Out of town. He's out of town. Okay, hold my hand. Um, so, you've been coming for about a month? Yes, sir. Okay, so you started coming during the story of my life, the series? Yes, yeah. sir. Greg, anything you'd like to share this morning? This water's really warm. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, uh, during the week, our staff, we come and hang out in the hot tub. It's great. <laughs> um, no, but it feels Stephen, because you have personally given your life to Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord today in front of your friends and family, I have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I bury you with Christ in baptism and I raise you to walk. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else this morning? Don't want to walk away without giving you the um, the opportunity or the chance. Lock those doors? No, I doing that. Um, hey, um, we're going to continue with worship this morning. You know, the two the two sacraments that Jesus instituted in Scripture for us to remember. You know, Christmas is coming up. We're getting ready to you know celebrate the birth of Christ. But really, in Scripture, what we're told to celebrate and to remember is the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ. And we have baptism that helps us do that, uh, but we also have the Lord's Supper, something that Jesus instituted so that we could remember him so that we'd never forget what truly is important and focus for a few moments on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ on a regular basis. And so uh, the only requirement for the Lord's Supper, very similar to baptism, is that you, you're a follower of Jesus. You don't have to be a, mem- a member of Coastal, just a follower of Christ. And so in just a few moments, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to come and to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Uh, when you feel ready, when you feel prepared, you can go to one of the tables surrounding the room. Obviously, there's a lot of people in here this morning. If you'd like to come and pray with friends or family, family, just step off to the side, make room for others. Uh, just be patient and make this a time of worship as we celebrate the Lord through the Lord's Supper. Let's do that right now.